Welcome to Peace Off, the official podcast of FantasySkiRacer.com and their brand spanking new app. Um, Will, we have Solden two weeks behind us. we got Levy coming this weekend. Let's take a step back. Let's reflect on Solden here right off the bat. Yeah, I mean, it was it was pretty interesting. I think um, watching Goot absolutely dominate the, the women's race. I think start position had something to do with that amount of time she put on Michaela first run. But um, surprising, yeah. I mean, it was I, I, I didn't see that coming. Um, no, but I then didn't. Michaela, to, you know, podium from her start position, she has to be psyched the start of her season. Um, and then you know, Pinnerol, wow. Well, I mean, we talked about this last year, and it's a common thought I think all of us have over the years is when's this guy's breakout moment going to be? We all know that he's top three, top five in the world. In GS, but when is he going to come and be, you know, a consistent podium taker? And I'm hoping that this is a sign to the start of that because we all have been waiting. We wanted to see him do well. Yeah, and I guess you're—he's <clears throat> consistently been on a podium, but it's like you're more looking at it's like, you know, you've seen his development. He popped young and early. He's still young. Yeah, right. But you're kind of looking at Pinnerol of being the guy in GS instead, like him battling Ligeti and Hersher in GS. Mm-hmm. And that really, like, he's won here and there, podium here and there, but he has, like, Ligeti and Hersher have had a step ahead of him for years. Right. And when is he going to shorten that gap, right, become the elite in GS? Right. And his skiing at Solden, not just winning the race, but, like, just how he skied, it seems to me like he's dialed and you don't want to look into the first race of the season, just like NFL football. You can't, can't tell who's going to be awesome by the first week. We don't want to make all those, you know, well, especially because Solden, you can't, I mean, Beaver Creek might be a slight comparison, but I mean, you really can't compare it to any other race hill. So it's hard to, to take our results here and say, this is how it's going to go the rest of the season. Exactly. And the same thing, you know, the week ahead and Levy, mm-hmm. but that being said, watching Pinnerold skiing to me was like, hmm, like could this be the moment in the season that Pinnerold, you know, starts taking GS by reins? Like, is Leggety gonna have to now catch two guys, not just Hersher, um, but Pinnerold's there, and you know, World Championships coming this year, Olympics coming next year. Like, this could be all lining up exactly for this French ace that everyone was waiting to become the star of the French national team. Well, he's coming into that age of the mid-20s, which is kind of, uh, in terms of mass uh, male ma- maturation, that's kind of, he's starting to kind of come into his prime. And because he's got so many years of World Cup experience behind him to go with that, you know, priming, that you've got a, a pretty good sweet spot of um, experience on the hill, um, uh, 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 training for the mind and the body, and then you know, just getting to a place where physically his body's ready to be uh, that far ahead. Yeah, and I guess the the other thing I like about the French team right now is that they have the depth. He has fast guys to train with. Yes, um, and and that is I think a big positive within um, knowing every every day of training that you can. If you want to go compete that day, you can totally compete. If you want to just work on your stuff, you can. Um, and I think that's a big advantage that French GS team has. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I have to uh, bite the bullet here and suck it up and just say, with based on my picks overall from last week or from, from Solden, uh, I feel 
a wee bit silly. I thought I, I felt pretty strong about what I what what I was laying down in terms of pick, but uh, picks. But uh, you know, I just gotten back from Chile. I watched <laughs> Gutski. I went, you know, okay. I mean, granted, you know, the, the best person you can compare anybody to, like in terms of visual, is you know how do they look compared to Schifrin? Okay, so that's that's a, a, honestly a good way to gauge it. And I watched her ski, and I said, uh uh-uh. uh. And boy, was I wrong. And then the other thing, too, is that I went to put Fanara in third. And for crying out loud, dude, I mean, I felt that that to me was the most like I felt silly for uh, or I felt like, you know, like, oh, we got you good with Goot winning. But I just felt like I dropped the ball by not putting Pinnerol in my um, my top three because that guy clearly deserved that. And uh, I'm sorry, Lexi, I didn't take care of that play. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I got my butt kicked. Um the first in the picks yeah I, I, I did, it was fine but i the victor mufat pick killed me in the gs um yeah well you're rolling the dice out there you yeah, know I, I thought so and then i think for me i saw ted um so many times have those michael jordan moments of like yeah just these like digging deep and out of nowhere and i think ted's result at solden is amazing for mm-hmm. him to be able to come back through the injuries and be able to have the day he had at Solden is is unreal. Mm-hmm. Um, to think that he was going to go and win, just, well, yeah, I knew that was out there crazy. But I've just seen him do so many cool things that I, I just I went with the heart there a little bit. Yeah, that was probably the smart pick. Um, but again, I think hashtag he had, from the heart will hashtag from the heart. But I think he had a I think he had a great great weekend there and um, should line him up good for the season. Yeah, I'm really excited to see what Ted's got in store for himself and for us for the rest of the year. I mean, last year started to shape up to look like something like that. I know um, the gap is being closed, like we talked about with uh, his battles with Hersher the last few years, and now uh, Penarol in this in the scene, uh, or at least appearing to be right now. Um, I don't know if we can expect the same dominance, but I think we should definitely. You can't. You can never count him out. That's for sure. I mean, he's he's going to be a gamer at every single one of these events this year, whether it's inside the top ten or on the podium. I mean, he's going to be there. Yeah, and it, it, this is the first time in a long time that Ted's not racing the opening slalom of the year. Mm-hmm. He's deciding to focus on his jet skiing and not go to levy, and that's a that's a huge huge deal. And I think he he's taking care of his body and he's understanding that. He's a competitor. I want to be the best at something. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go and hopefully be the best again in, uh, in Beaver Creek. Um, that's a big statement, in my opinion. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for, for Levy because, I mean, Solden, the thing about Solden is it creeps up on you so quick. I mean, it's like not even Halloween yet, and we're talking about our first uh, World Cup of the season. Colorado, like, you know, A Basin's open, big deal. Okay, what are, uh, yeah, and then. After that, it's like, okay, what's Copper look like? Oh, Copperopolis, that's it. That's got to be a junk show right now. You know, and so you're, you're really, you're, your head's far away from it. But, you know, as interested in ski racing as us and the regular public are, you know, you kind of go, okay, well, I'm going to check it out anyway. But now, Levy, since, since sold in, we've had about two and a half weeks here where you've already gone to Europe and back on training camps. Um, People are 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 setting or you know getting their skis prepped right now. I mean, now it's it's we are like days away from it being full on. Yeah, it's, and so now and then here comes Levy. Yeah, and in Levy's a uh, an, an interesting race for for the the racers is it's a long ways away. Uh, the travel for everyone is tough. 
Um, this year, it seems the preparation for the race um, is really hard on the athletes as there's not much snow anywhere. Yeah. There's not much snow in um, Scandinavia. Mm-hmm. The So the, the teams that were planning on going there early have gotten pinched for training a little bit. I heard the training's okay. Um, the European glaciers are full. Like, yeah. World Cup teams came back to Solden to prepare for Levy. Um, and then in the U.S., it's warm. Um, everywhere is hurting. I mean, um, you'll hear in the interview with Dave, like, it, it, it's, a, it's a tight training scenario in Copper right now for those guys. Um, so it, it's an interesting thing to see who's going to ski fast here, who's prepped right, because they've had to be creative with their prep plan this last couple weeks leading into this World Cup. Absolutely. Um, kind of uh, discussing this week's highlight athlete brought to you by Shred and Sly Tech. Uh, you know, just so happens Shred and Sly Tech have both came away with victories uh, this this weekend with Laura and Alexi. But I think you and I both agree this week's highlight athlete um, is Pinnerol, uh for his performance there. Yeah, I I was um, blown away with that GS game. Mm. I thought it was next level stuff. Um, not just a, a, a sold and win, but a, a beautiful display of, of GS skiing. Um, you know, Laura had Laura as well. You can say the same things. People are probably like, what are you talking about? Goot was won by this much. Right. But I thought Pinnerel, um, it, I just thought it was beautiful skiing. Absolutely. Couldn't agree with you more. Okay, this week on the show as our guest is uh, Will may or may not have alluded to it previously, brought to you by FantasySkiRacer.com and their brand spanking new app, which actually, Will, I used it before we got on the uh, talk to David Chudunsky, who is our guest, by the way. Um, I got on there and uh, just as Steve Nyman suggested last week in talking about all the statistics and things that you could uh, – Utilize the app for, uh, I went and clicked on his name, checked out slalom results, checked out uh, this season, last season, and kind of went through there. You know, you got Kronskagora, 7th, end of the season, 21st, is Swedes, St. Moritz, Schladming, and it's very cool. There's a lot more to it than that, but it just goes to show this is a pretty handy tool. Yeah, the, the I, I don't know about you, but when I woke up at 7 a.m. Saturday of Solden, and I knew the race was done over in Europe. The first thing I did was open the Fantasy Ski Racer app, and I had all the results. I didn't have to like search through the internet or go to ski racing and see who won, but not know the whole thirty. Yeah, and let's let's be still- honest. The fistski.com is like it's it's okay to use when you're looking at the the website, but when you're talking about the mobile site, it's that's a challenge to navigate. Yeah. It's it's like you know you, you double click it on something, some banner by accident to get there. Yeah, you know. But anyway. Um, this week on the show, one of our favorite people, David Chudunsky. Okay, we got Levy this weekend, and it seems very, very appropriate, Will, for us to have David Chudunsky with us. Dave, what's up, man? How's it going? It's going well. Um, getting ready for Levy, doing some training. Um, great to be on with you guys again. New season is here. Yeah. Is, this is true. You you speak the truth, sir. Where are you right now? Uh, I'm in Copper, Colorado. Um, just had uh, finishing up a little lawn camp and then um, taking off for Levy tomorrow. So. Oh wow! Um, yeah, here we go. What? Uh, t- uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but has your marital ch- uh, status changed recently? <laughs> it has. I am now married. 
Congratulations, sir. And uh, hearts are breaking all over the world tonight. <laughs> well, it's a it's a little. <laughs> is uh, is Ramsey going to be traveling with you at all uh, at all this season? A little more so than the past, maybe, or what's going on there? summer summer prep i mean you've been uh you've been at it for a while with the team and quite a few years now in the world cup um was there anything different um for your prep this summer and how to go um a lot of it was the same i would say um like summertime in the gym we spent a little more time on power um trying to up the power um doing a lot more jumps kind of kind of power endurance so jumps and endurance and stuff like that uh, so I think that's going to help out. And then on snow-wise, New Zealand, we had a great camp. Um, we I kind of went down there for a longer period of time um, just because I didn't go to Chile, and that's kind of I kind of like doing that anyway because coming back from New Zealand, it's a really tight switch to go back to Chile, and uh, I'd rather stay home and get strong and um, prepare for Solden as I did. But uh, anyway, yeah, on snow, I... I, I concentrated more on GS. I really, I think I actually only did like six days of slalom training this whole summer, which is kind of crazy, but um, I was really concentrating on GS and I really want to you know, push that this year, really get into the top 30 and uh, see what I can do there. And and with that focus, you you had some great results in New Zealand to help that you know World Cup start in, in your world rank in GS. Um, how did Solden go in the pre- preparation for Solden as well? Yeah, exactly. I one of my big goals. It was. I mean, last year I qualified in. I want to say three races, maybe four. Um, but it's just so hard when you're starting back in the sixties. So my biggest goal was to kind of try to bring that down, um, the rank down, so I can start earlier in New Zealand. I had two good results, and now I'm starting like forty-five. So. I'm really happy with that. That's going to help out a lot. Um, so I, I think I, I, I am skiing really well. Um, Solden, I actually, I'm not disappointed with how I skied. I skied pretty well. Um, Solden was really tricky this year. The, the snow was super easy. I want to compare it to Beaver Creek, like pretty hero snow. Um, and the course set was also pretty easy the first run, so everybody was bending it and everybody finished. So I think only three guys out of the top 30, uh, out of the top 30 made it in there. So it was, it was a tough race. But, um, again, I'm not disappointed with how I skied. I had a ninth place split coming off the pitch. So um, it just kind of shows that it's there. So yeah. I'll bring it to the next race. Would you, so, um, I mean, what you described there, I mean, it's a pretty pretty cut and dry situation, what, what was going down at Solden. But, I mean, Starting bid forty five. I mean, you need like a, a, something a little bit more technical, something with a little bit more terrain or challenge in there to really give yourself a chance to pop in. Like, what's the difference yeah, for you? Exactly. Um, yeah, like like you said, it's when it's so 
when it's pretty easy and moderate and, and you know, anybody, everybody's skiing well, everybody out there can ski well. That's why you're skiing a World Cup. So um, there's got to be some kind of, um, you know, eliminator or a, a separator that um, if you're skiing well, um, you know, you can jump ahead of other guys if it's turnier or um, if it just kind of like consistently breaks down and everybody just gets a little bit slower to make the hard to make those jumps and leaps. Yeah. Now with now with the GS focus this summer and, and into the fall, um, has it kind of almost rejuvenated the slalom skiing as well? Like you got back on the slalom bo- boards here preparing for Levy, and is there more just power and, and snap in those slalom turns than ever before as you, you've been so long in so many years of just training that slalom to now be able to kind of like balance that out and get away from it um, coming back? Is it just more fun? Yeah, I think so, absolutely. Um, it was really cool to get, you know, really focus on GS, and then um, I'm happy with where that went, and then now it's slalom time, and I got back on slalom skis, and it was really fun. Like, the first day I got back, I had so much fun just railing slalom turns, um, so it does bring that excitement back, and um, it took me a couple days to get back into it, obviously, but um, the last two days of training, I felt really good, and um, yeah, I'm ready for levy. That's awesome. So uh, let's talk about your experience uh, with Levy a little bit. Um, you know, I know you've gone into this race a couple of times in your career earlier on where, or probably, you know, I, I guess middle of the career, late 20s somewhere where you kind of are on the chopping block back against the wall and it was like, you know, got to gotta produce here or else, you know, that could be, I could be on my own for the season. So Though you haven't had a podium there, you do have experience of of going into that race knowing that you need to perform. And uh, I don't know. We talk about this 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 getting back into slalom and kind of balancing it with the GS and having um, I don't know a little bit more direct or simple simpler approach right now. I would think because your 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 training situation might be a little bit more complicated. I mean, do you feel like? the mindset and the ability going into this, this particular levy right now uh, is, is exactly where it needs to be or what needs to uh, change to become that? Um, yeah, levy's, levy's kind of funny just because it's so early and it's just kind of, it's kind of like sold in for GS. Um, it's like an outlier. So, um, I feel like if you're, if you feel like you're going into levy, go like a hundred percent, like you're peaking for levy, that's probably not a good thing. So, um, <laughs> I found out that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I think like yeah, if you're just going in there, you're skiing well. Um, I feel like I mean most people it is early in the season. Most people are skiing their best. But that being said, like it's one of those races you can win pretty. Um, it's it's winnable though. So. Um, you know, you just go in there with what you got, and um, hopefully it's enough. But I feel like I've, I've, I've raced that enough, and I know where I need to be. Um, I've, I've raced enough World Cups that I know where I need to be um, speed-wise and strength-wise, and I, and I really feel like I'm there. Um, I know the course. I know the hill. So, um, yeah, you kind of got a gun it up top, and then um, 
ski a little smart coming over the roller and then pin it right through the bottom again. So, uh, yeah, I'm ready. It's, it's interesting. Like you say, you know, know the hill and stuff like that. And I always felt like I kind of, there, there's different hills you had to take a little bit of a different approach or mindset, you know, kicking out of the starting gate. Um, do you feel that way within, you know, your approach to each world cup slalom hill and race? Is there some that, um, you think differently mentally than others? Um, I don't know. I kind of, I'd like to approach everyone pretty similarly, um, like mindset wise, but yeah, obviously, yeah, every hill is different. And I feel like no matter how the course is set on a hill, like the hill dictates how that course skis. Yeah. Um, so no matter what, like if it's a turny course, if it's a straight course, like there's, you know where you can let it go and go off like onto the flats or coming onto a pitch, you got to like prepare a little more. You got to be careful in spots. You got to, you know, the hill dictates all that. So, um, it definitely, you need to like get some experience. And I feel like I finally have that where I can, I know a hill and I know where I can send it and I know where I, you know, need to be not, not hold back, but, um, you know, just like be careful a little bit or, you know, set something up and then just send it again. So, um, and you got to be psyched yeah. going up north, going all the way north, and being able to start in the top fifteen. You know that's 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 new for you and Levy as well. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's awesome. I am so psyched, and um, I'm really hoping I, yeah, obviously I hold it. And um, that hill, you know, you never know what the snow can be like, so that could be a huge advantage if I, you know, get a good start number and. Um, you know, maybe the snow is breaking down a little bit and on the top flat, you know, will like that chunks up a little bit. You, you're going to be so slow, so much slower than the guys Exactly. Exactly. Can you, um, uh, you know, you just kind of went through the levy hill, hill prep or, um, kind of the inspection focus at levy a little bit. And then you kind of vaguely talked about other races in general, but like, can you, can you kind of list off a couple of the, the, the finer points that when you go to inspect a course for a race run, the kind of things you're looking at a little bit more specifically? Sure, yeah. I mean, like I said before, um, I think the hill, knowing how a hill skis is definitely way more important than um, the very specifics of a course. So, um, so when, I'm, when I'm looking at Levy, for example, like I know – I'm going to pick up speed off. They got a pretty good start ramp, and I know I'm going to pick up speed, and it's going to start bringing the tempo pretty quick. Um, so I basically just get ready for that. And then Levy's got those two big rollers on the flat. Um, and depending on the snow, if it's running fast, like those things can come up quick, and you can even launch them there. So, um, you know, just making sure I know where I'm going over those rollers where the next gate is. Um, but not setting it up too much because you can lose so much speed by setting up as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you keep going across the flat to kind of make a little left bend. Then it breaks over onto the big pitch. Um, basically, I've that's where I have lost a lot of time before. Um, you know, it's especially the first race of the season, first long. Um, it's intimidating. It's like, all right, here's the breakover. Here comes the steeps, but. You just got to keep hammering into it because it's really, it's not so, so steep. And, um, you know, 
watching in the past, watching those top guys, they just send it right through the breakover. But obviously, you got to be prepared, move with the roller, um, but keep attacking all the way down through the hill. And then off the pitch, take as much speed as you can. Um, usually a quick pin or a flush down there. And then another roller, kind of break right, roller into the finish, and that's Levy. That's Levy. <laughs> <laughs> what up? You guys do get to train on the hill for a couple of days before it, don't you? So don't you get you don't? No, you can like a no. week before you can you have to stop training on it. Um, oh, they didn't okay. do that this year, and then okay. you do get a hill free ski the night before. Right, right, and that's yeah, common at most World Cup. Yeah, uh, it also depends on the snow. Um, yep. If the snow is not great, they'll cancel it, and they'll just um, keep the snow. Um, make sure it's prepared well for the race. So, um, but usually, I think Levy. I just heard it's minus ten and snowing and dark and classic up there. So <laughs> it's gonna be, it'll be good. Well, well, it's, it's nice it, and hard to know, I believe. It, it, you know, it's it, another. It's interesting, like preparing, like for me that my first broadcast for Levy. Um, we've kind of like going over old stories um, about how really the the training hill for Levy and the warm-up hill is nowhere near the race hill. So you don't really have any skiing in between runs. Um, and I remember my first kind of second runs there that kind of affected me a little bit. Um, cause I like to go ski when I get nervous. Um, does that, how does that play in for you? I mean, I know that's a, it's a big difference, um, than most any other race you do. Um, does that, does that have any effect on you? Um, or how do you handle that? Like, yeah, it's, I remember the first time I went there as well. I'm like, wait, where, where do you free ski? Like, where do I go to free ski? Everyone's like, no, you don't really go free ski. You just go up and race. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> but, um, but I feel like I've, I have enough experience now that, um, I mean, you get that little section, you get off the gondola, then you have a bike, you know, a little bit of flat, a little bit of, um, couple rollers and like they're coming in before the start so you get a lit, couple turns in there um which is basically kind of all i need um to make sure that you know i'm kind of ready and get my the timing of the turns down and make sure i'm over the outside ski whatever um so i i the last few years it hasn't affected me too much but um it is a little different like it, it is nice to get a free run in between runs you know, kind of regroup if you if you need it before the second run. So, um, but yeah, I'll be ready. Who who have you um who have you been training with? You know, in build up to Levy, um, seems like the, <laughs> the the younger slalom group is is over there in Norway. Um, who who have you been training with? Yeah, um, I've been skiing with some of these younger guys, um, Triple D team guys. Hig Roberts is over here. Um, that's about it. Uh, Eric Reed actually joined me, a Canadian guy, for one day. Um, but I, pretty much on my own, it's really funny this year. Uh, since I, I'm, I'm the only guy skiing like both GS and Slalom, so it, like the dynamic is really weird. I like go, so I was in Solden with the GS guys, and you know obviously the Slalom guys have been training here in Colorado, and I come back to Colorado and they take off. They're off in Norway now training. Um, so it's been kind of funny prep 
period for sure. But I mean, once the season starts rolling, we'll, we'll all be together, I'm sure. Um, but it, it is pretty weird to be kind of the only slalom GS guy right now. No, it's crazy. It's like you're every you know start of every year. You're in the dark of how fast am I skiing or not, and you're like super. You have no clue. Like you haven't trained with anyone in a little bit, right? Like you know because you're confident, but you haven't seen that clock and that brow exactly. being like, oh, I'm kicking the crap out of these guys. I'm good. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, I, I, I'm. Uh, I had time today, you know. I, I would kick my own ass the second time. No, but you're right. I don't. You don't know. And uh, that's kind of the kind of the excitement for Levy too. You know, people are uh, people don't know quite where they are. They've been working hard and training through the summer, but um, this is you know this is where you show at Showtime, and um, we'll see where everybody stacks up. But I'm I'm pretty I feel like I'm, I'm confident. I know when I'm skiing fast. Um, as you know, I don't really like to time even too much during training. Yeah. Um, Well, we're pretty confident in you right now. <laughs> ah, thanks, man. <laughs> and I guess my la- my last question, Dave, is that last season you had um, quite a few amazing first runs. The runs really put you in in spots to to be able to get that that podium you're searching for. Has there yeah. been like any mental prep or anything that you've thought about bringing in a second run or is it just like no i'm building this and and i'm good to go i'm gonna i'm gonna grab that this year no for sure i've I've thought about that a lot um like you said i i want to say most almost all of my runs were like top 10 first run and then um you know some were good some were bad second run and um sometimes i got unlucky but definitely i I, I tightened up in a few times, a few times, you know, and um, I'm working on that. Just kind of going run to run, like every take every run is a progress. Um, you know, there is no start or end um, to the runs. It's just continuous build, and um, you know, I just go out there and feel like I know I can ski, and um, should take me where I want to go. Oh, I can't wait to watch, man. I can't wait to call it, actually. I'm excited. <laughs> so, I am so excited. I, like, I'm going to record it. I don't know. I got I to gotta, like, figure out how to watch it after. <laughs> dude, dude, if you get on that podium, there, I, I, might be, I might get fired right off the bat because of a couple F-bombs. I'm going to be so stoked. That's right, man. They have bleep, yeah, exactly. I don't know if any if anything. I think will end up happening is you'll you'll end up shadowing, or uh, Dave's results going to be in the shadow of your reaction. Probably, Will's going to make the headline. Oh yeah, what was it? Dave, Dave did well. Yeah. To head top headlines in ski racing, Will Brandenburg's reaction to Chidensky's result (laughs) trending on YouTube. Dude flips out. Nick fellow stunned. Right on, bud. Uh, yeah. Wishing you the best luck, man. Kick, kick some butt over there, and uh, and and you're ripping. We're excited for you. Can't wait to watch you this season. Cool. Thanks a lot. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate it. And I'll see you guys back uh, back stateside afterwards. Sounds good. Excellent.
Safe travels, my man. David Shadunsky, what a uh, candid fellow to have on the show. I don't know. I mean, you know, we've both known him for a very long time, and you probably more closely than I, but, you know, uh, appreciate him always willing to open up and spill the beans to us here. Yeah, I'm fired up to see see how this prep season worked out for him, like going with the GS. I actually think it it, it could be really good for Islam to get away from it. Um, as a slalom skier, you just get so much repetition over the years that diving into GS might might be a way to find that next gear in slalom. Yeah, and with his athleticism, where he's at in his career, it's not going anywhere. No. It's not like it's not like uh, he's going to wake up one day and, and lose it. It's just it's so. If anything, I think it, it probably and I, I tried to allude to it a little bit during the interview, but um, adding that G, uh, bigger GS component to the skiing is probably kind of helps him be a bit more direct, a little bit more simple, uh, not quite as, you know, tinkering or overcomplication, overcomplicated for his actual slalom approach. You know, you've only got X amount of time to do GS, X amount of time to do slalom. So when you're doing slalom, you're doing it. When you're doing GS, you're doing it. So it's not like, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're dissecting every hour of the day over one event is basically what I'm trying to say. And then speaking of training for Levy, Will, you've been training for Levy too, haven't you? Yes, I have. Yeah, making, uh, making my, you know, broadcast uh, debut, calling, calling the race with Pino um, as the analyst. So I have been, uh, I have been prepping pretty hard um, for Levy, trying to figure out how to do this whole TV thing, and uh, it's a lot harder than I anticipated. Let's talk about the regiment. Are we talking about waking up at like 5.30, going for like five-mile run, hit the gym, do a lung routine, um, you know, gargle salt water, a couple of smelling salts in the studio by 9 o'clock, doing reps, doing reps till about noon? None of that. None of that. None of that has happened. Never mind. No, mostly just trying to, um, you know, dive into to all these skiers and, and, you know, we've watched a lot of them throughout the years. Um, so, so I, I kind of know something, but, you know, to really get the backstory, um, actually have really watch their skiing and, and, and dissect a little bit of it. So I, I know kind of what's been going on with them previously, and then you can kind of base off their runs off of that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing for me has been trying to talk less, say more, you know, and as an analyst, uh, I just want to be able to bring something in and, and, but not have to, you know, ramble for two minutes. Like I just did explaining how I'm trying not to ramble for two minutes. Yeah. I mean, you know, if, if we were really thinking about it, I'd say Hersher already got to the finish line. I might be in the gondola on the way back up right now, but, uh, I'm just trying to give you a hard time. No, I'm, yeah, I'm excited for I'm excited for the weekend, and uh, it seems it seems to me like a lot of the athletes um, have have struggled to to find the right training for Levy the last you know I would say two weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, snow conditions around the world have really tr- changed training plans for a lot of a lot of different athletes. Um, so it'll be interesting. I think it's a veteran race. I think the veterans are going to come through here. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, as we were talking about with Daver earlier, too, is that start position is a big thing to do with it. I mean, Solden and Levy are both kind of highway run and gun races. So, 
you know, the sooner you get to go, the better a chance you've got. And, you know, that is the veterans. Those are the guys that have proved it year in, year out. Yeah. So. And Levy has been uh, an insanely tight race when the snow's good. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember, I think it was two years ago, the last time they ran it, I was 1.8 out and I was 37th. Yeah. Um, you know, so there's been times where Levy, in the men's field, the, to make that 30, 30 cut has been um, under 1.5. Um closer to 1.2 which is crazy tight um so it, it i guess the we'll see too if if but if the snow conditions aren't good it's it flip-flops right yeah you're you're far out in the top top splits um and and craziness can ensue mm-hmm. well i guess we just won't really know till we get there yeah um this week's picks are brought to you by keller williams sun valley that is a real estate office in town here that Will's uh, wife might know something about, uh, as may I. But, uh, Will, let's start with the girls' side of things. And um, I don't know, if you're anything like me, uh, I've got no surprises. What about you? I got I got a dark horse. Oh, my gosh. Of course you do. Yeah, and I'm all like... Hashtag from the heart? Hashtag from the heart. Um, yeah, my... Uh, no, no surprise in the number one spot. Uh, Michaela Schifrin for me. Yeah. Um, number two... Gotta go, Frida. I think those two will battle it a little bit. Um, I think Mich- Michaela's gonna probably crush. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. Those two are gonna battle it. I mean, there's there's gonna be Schiff, and then there's gonna be everybody else. It's everybody else beating, racing Frida. Okay. Frida's just trying to fend off everybody else. All right. Well, and then uh, I think in third, I gotta go, Racy Stiegler. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's your dark horse. That's my dark horse. I, I like it. She's had a she's had a full off season. Yeah, she hasn't had that in a while. Um, she's been able to um, put more time on the hill than she has in years, and she's got a new coach mm-hmm. um, fresh off the Swedish men's national team, Magnus Anderson, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he's brought a a new level of um, confidence to Racy's skiing, mm-hmm. um, and she's. She's been standing on the ski really well for years, but hasn't gotten the power out of the ski she needs to. And it it seems like the power may be there now. Um, so third, Racy Stiegler. You heard it here first. Okay. Well, you know, either way, um, no doubt in my mind she's going to have a powerful weekend. And the, the way you just described the, the new coach idea, it does kind of work for me. I think I could see um, uh, someone coming from the Swedish uh, Ski Federation uh, Kind of matching her style, matches her style, maybe even personality a little bit better too. So okay, I like where your head's at. Um, I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm, I'm really gonna be super, super boring here. Uh, I'm gonna go with Schiff. I'm going Frida. Then I'm going uh, Zizalova. Um, I can't really say that I've I've seen or paid much attention to Zizalova on the off season or what she's been doing. Um, but you know, I know that, that this is somebody who's put in the time. And uh, we started seeing that that kind of hit its stride last year. And the other thing, too, is once you kind of get to that level, you know, it's easier to get back to it. So this is somebody who the success is newer to, but someone who's put in a lot of hours of mileage to to get there and I think knows how to stick around. So I'm going to take that. But otherwise, you know, yeah, I'm definitely going to have uh, Racy inside my top five for sure, just because I'm with you. I just talked you into it. Well, the thing well, is, it's like, here's the thing is, is, this is my, this is my other side of it is you got to swing big. If you hit on racing in third for fantasy ski racer, uh-huh. not many people are going to go, 
man, she's racing in third. Then you get more points. That's how you win the like. I want to win the whole whole world. I don't want to just like do okay. So I'm, you got to pick differently, right? Yeah, that's my style. I hear I hear what you're saying. How's that working out for your fantasy football? Not good. <laughs> All I know is that I just don't want to wake up on on uh, Sunday morning before I check out the results. I got a text message from DC Robbins, our producer there, uh, bragging about how much he kicked our butt by. Yeah, that happened last time. That happened. All right, men. Let's talk got? about dudes. Who do you got? Who me? Oh, me first. Yeah. Oh gosh, you ready for the boring thing? Here comes the boring thing. Okay, provided Christopherson's racing, I'm going him one, Hersha two, and I'm going Felix in third. I feel like at third place, you're really rolling the dice. I think as long as Hersha's got two clean runs, he's going to be on the podium. Felix has been in and out on a lot of occasions. A lot of it has to do with injury and trying to fight things off. Um, you just saw him over there, and he seemed like he was in good spirit. So I'm, I'm, I'm feeling that. And I, I mean, I've always been kind of uh, had a soft spot for him. Fritz Stopfer, you know, this is a, this is a, you got to charge at this race. There's no, there's no like holding back. You know, it's got a, it's balls to the wall, top to bottom. And I'm just not sure if Fritz has got that in him. Otherwise, if Heinrich is not racing, I'm putting Chowder in third. Because Chowder is a big workhorse, okay? And that guy knows how to push against the ski. And if he's, and if, if anything else, the GS is helping him figure that out even more. Um, well, okay. Uh, I'm not putting Chowder in my top three because I don't want to jinx him. So I'm, I'm, I'm just stepping away and Dave proved me wrong. Go do it. I mean, I'm, I'm rooting for him, but I'm not going to put him in the top three. You're going to have to write a book like, like the, the, the emotional heart of Will Brandenburg. I just would love a, a more in the in-depth analysis of how this thing works. <laughs> You know, we go from racy to third to Dave or not at all. I mean, I'm no, just I'm just going to gonna sit back and I want like go go do it, Dave. Okay, um, but okay. my my picks, I got Felix winning this thing. Mm-hmm. I got Hersher second, and I got Andre Mir third. And I'm like, I'm 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 debating flipping Mir Mir and Norrider. Like, really? I, I think I think one of those two is going to win. I don't mm-hmm. know why I put Hersher in between them, but. uh that's that's my three right now. Andre Mir, huh? He's good. In it's Levy, interesting. Dude. He's good in Levy. Go check it out. All right, all right, okay. Well, I guess I could I could always could just use the, use the app right here to double check. I don't know. I just I think um, I'd always I, I I'd feel pretty confident about picking out a a, a Swede um, and a lot of other venues. Um, I just think they're in their transitions. They don't have as much snow contact, and so to for me. That takes away from building speed on those flats, and I just don't know if if Levy's the place where that style of skiing is going to thrive. I mean, if it was uh, much more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That a little bit more athleticism needed, a little bit more, uh, um, you know, dance skills, I should say, or uh, something along those lines. Then yeah, I'd agree with you, but. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if I'm gonna have to let you let you get into my head on this one. Um, I'm totally in your head because he's 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 been awesome in Levy. I'm 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 a Mir fan. I'm a Norrider fan. I'm a Hersher fan this weekend. Boom. Well, well fan in for my picks, but uh, fan in for your picks. The 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 Chidunsi bandwagon is strong in this guy's heart. 
I'd say it's strong in this room right now. Palpable, even. Palpable. All, all I know is that if there's anybody I'm really going to be rooting for this weekend, it's going to be Will Brandenburg on NBC Sports. <laughs> okay. Well, hey. Uh, second races of the season coming up here, and uh, you can expect more consistent episodes from us uh, just because the season is starting to become in full swing. There's going to be a lot of action uh, picking up as we get closer to Thanksgiving, and then it's just full on right through World Champs. So, uh, Will, get your party pants on, and uh, I'll put on my favorite top hat, and uh, let's get ready to race. Season's upon us, man. I'm pretty stoked. Mm-hmm. So, well, they've been listening to Peace Off, the official podcast of FantasySkiRacer.com, and their brand new app. Also partnered up with Shred Sly Tech and Keller Williams Sun Valley. Will, have a great racing weekend. of the passing of Hank McKee, a very important figure, legendary figure in the ski racing community as a writer and media figure. Next week we'll pay a much bigger tribute to him with some special guests, uh, but our thoughts and prayers go out to him and his family and uh, the ski racing community who uh, will greatly miss him.